Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. And uh, welcome back to uh, I'm Right, and he's Rob. My name is Monty Ike. I am usually right. Uh, and uh, we always start the episode, uh, Rob, off uh, with our um, our apologies, our condolences, our uh, our omissions, our mistakes. Yeah, our mistakes. Last week, did we have a mistake? I don't. I don't think so. Last week was uh, last episode, I should say. Oh, you know what? Actually, we do have one apology and one omission, which is this is literally twenty four hours late. So there you go. Sorry about that. Twenty four oh, hours. Yeah. Late. Uh, couldn't be helped. Um, Rob's Irish. And it was St. Patrick's Day yesterday. And that, that says all you need to know. Right. And we just finally got him able to pee in a cup again. So we're good to go. Uh, but I don't think we had any, uh, as, as far as the last episode goes, there wasn't any. I mean, we, no, we, there, we both agreed. I, Jump in and have a lot of fun. Yeah. And sometimes the uh, the battle for figuring out what you are missing is part of that fun. So Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's It's digging through the... Is spending the next fifteen years at Comic Coms digging through gross Back ass quarters yeah. stacks trying to find something, and then deciding it's way overpriced and just going without it. Um, all right, so uh, that's right. I'm sorry. This is time uh, for me to introduce my co-host. Uh, he's the uh, cat to my flurkin. He is the skull to my cree. Uh, he is the. Uh, Kid Marvel to my Ms. Marvel, I guess. Uh, my I, best friend, Rob Bloom. This one's really rough. I'm sorry. I, I was trying to span both uh, universes and it didn't it didn't happen very well. I thought I would be your Billy Batson to your. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd be the Billy Batson to my uh, Captain to, Marvel. Oh, I was going to say to 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 my uh, wizard Shazam or if we want to go farther back. Uh, wasn't it Merlin? Isn't it Merlin is part of the. Wasn't it yeah. um, Saturn, Hercules, Atlas? No, I was trying. I'm trying to think of the name Zeus. of the the, the name of the uh, the older assistant on the TV show. I want to say oh, it's. Oh yeah. Because I just watched three or four episodes and I can't think of what it was named. It would have oh, been a great right. gag, but God. oh, if you haven't like guessed, one... yeah, if you haven't guessed, what are we talking about tonight? Captain Marvel versus that's, Captain Marvel. That's right, Captain Marvel versus Captain Marvel, and uh, the courts are already going to tell me that I won. Since your movie's called Shazam, um, but uh, but yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, I think a lot. I actually, I, I think this is going to be a really good debate because I think both of these characters have some very good qualities. Yeah, depending on which and of the characters that I'm talking about. I I want to backtrack a little before we started the uh, cameras rolling and recording. You were discussing how you had seen this movie in oh. something of a different theater. 
since I had seen it in Alamo and I asked if you had yeah. seen it in Alamo, what go, go on and tell, so, tell so me more about yeah, this. Theater well, because I don't have place. Alamos out here. Alamo, please open one in San Jose in the Bay area. I, I think you would do very well here. Uh, so I saw one in one that's, I don't think it's a chain in any way. It's a place called the prune yards uh, here in uh, Campbell. Prune yards, like the prune the yards. That's, well, yeah. Well, cause okay. Or like to prune something. You, you have to understand, Rob. You're in California everywhere, everywhere, wine. everywhere that I live here in Silicon Valley used to be orchards at one point in time. Okay. Before tech companies started overpaying software engineers to live here, and everything got industrialized and pushed all of the uh, people who make a normal wage out. Anyway, <laughs> so it's called the Prune Yards, uh, and it's like an Alamo in the fact that it has waiters and waitresses that come in and feed you. Uh, the things that are different are. Uh, on the seat, the seats recline, unlike the Alamo, uh, and the seats have a button that calls. Instead of putting a slip of paper up with your order, you have a button on your seat, and your waiter comes to you, and so you pretty much can only order uh, at the beginning of the movie without being disruptive. Like you know what I mean? Like unlike uh-huh. the Alamo, which is has a system where you can keep getting refills or order different things throughout the movie because it's silent. Uh, this one, a person comes and stands in front of you and takes your order. And so most of that shit has to get done before the movie starts. The biggest thing for me, though, is it's the pre-movie stuff. And you were talking about I knew that that was was what was going to happen at the sh- at, you know, at the Captain Alamo opening. At, yeah. yeah, they had a really cool comparison between the two marbles, which was very. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. That's the other thing. Alamo has like people who carefully craft and curate their pre-show uh experience before Um, deadpool they had a karaoke night and people came dressed as deadpool and they had a singing uh the the very first deadpool when i saw it i don't think i saw it with you no no because i don't i don't pay for deadpool Um, yeah (laughs) it was very funny people dressed as deadpool and they Uh, did uh I, I'm sorry. It was a lip syncing. That was the gag. They weren't karaoke. They were lip syncing. Right, but they to, were wearing full masks. But they were wearing masks. Yeah. So it was more you. of like who can look more obnoxious while dancing to a song from the movie Deadpool. It was very entertaining. I, I was giggling the whole time. That tracks. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Here they have an Instagram model who tells you how things work, and they lit. I think who did they have? They had. Oh, Rob. I mean, oh, I forgot to tell you. What, speaking that? of what? speaking of Alamo. Yeah. While I'm out there. Guess what? who's guess who's going to be at Alamo while I'm out there in California? Uh, The Mads. The Mads. Be, the Mads are going to be back. Oh, man. Yeah. That's too bad. While man. I'm on. This will be the first year out of three that I'm missing. I, my first year, too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in at least the same place. Oh, goodness. Well, we'll have to, we'll have we'll have to, get to watch our, an episode or something. Yeah. All right, we'll have to get our crew out. All right. So enough about that that movie theater. Let's let's get into the nitty gritty. The reason we are here today, uh, Marvel versus Marvel, Captain versus Captain. DC versus Marvel. Yeah. DC <laughs> versus Marvel as all things always come back down to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you, you've you chosen the side of uh, of the DC uh, and the Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Shazam. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I want to comment that really with these two characters, um, specifically Carol Danvers and uh, oh, Billy gonna, Batson. You're going to well, start no, telling me who my Captain Marvel is. Okay. Well, well, that's, well, that's, that's well, I'm not talking, but I'm saying... <laughs> specifically talking about Billy Batson and Carol Danvers, I find it kind of miraculous that both of these characters find their way onto the, the big screen in the same month or within I, a I month. I know. 
Well, that's not so much miraculous as it is uh, somebody in marketing deciding this would be a good idea. Actually, it's probably like this. It's probably like Warner Brothers saying, we got to get this fucking Shazam movie out. But Marvel has like four movies coming out three weeks apart mm. for the next six months. So, you know what I mean? So, like, they have to they have to go they have to go where they think Captain Marvel is starting to go down. But before Avengers comes in and takes the box off. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a narrow window they are right. definitely focusing so that, on. That's the only we know place they can go. Avengers four is going to even if it's a crappy, crappy movie, it Which left I doubt you know, it would be. But it left everybody with such a cliffhanger that it's like the end of Empire Strikes Back. You know everybody's gonna want to see right. the next movie to see just to know what yeah. happens. Even if Thanos is defeated by teddy bears. Yeah. You're going to want to go see that. Exactly. You're going to go see that. Uh yeah, so I mean it's it's more like it's more likely that Warner Brothers decides to do this and then I mean the the real coincidence if there's a coincidence but I think there's probably nefarious reasons uh is that you know they have to be in the same year. I kind of feel like Warner Well, these Bros. two characters have had ties together for 50 you know, and, and Marvel had even kind of pointed, or I'm sorry, the Alamo had pointed it out in their little documentary before the movie that because of naming rights, that these two were kind of butting heads even throughout comic book history on, mm-hmm. you know, well, we can't release this character by name because Marvel jumped on the name Captain Marvel when DC let that right Well, slip. Fawcett. Fawcett. Yeah, well, well no, Fawcett comics DC first. owned it at the time. They just did nothing. Yeah. They had, they lost the lawsuit. Fawcett lost the lawsuit because, well, we'll go back to the beginning of mm-hmm. um, Captain Marvel came out about two to three years after Superman was released because of visually looking pretty much the same as Superman at the time with a handful of other characters that were also very similar because Superman was the cash cow. Everybody right. loved him Iconic, and everybody tried yeah. to, to, you know, replicate that success. Um, Captain Marvel was at one point more successful than Superman, um, selling much better. Mm -hmm. Uh, DC sued them and sued them for many, many years and eventually won, even though in my honest opinion, the core of the character is nothing like Superman really. Yeah. But visually speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Totally different. in the storyline, however, uh, Visually speaking, lantern similar, yes, lantern-headed, black-haired. Uh, the only thing that's missing on Captain Marvel Shazam is a spit curl, and you could get that even if you dress up the cape. You don't make it as long. You give but, you it know, the it's collar like, and the flourish. You, you compare them by today's standards. Everybody looks more like Superman, more so than Captain Marvel in many right. aspects. That's true. But, the the short cape is a definite uh, take. The short cape and like collar is a definite. The no take shorts. The, yeah, yeah. At the time, he had the. Uh, I I always think of uh, Luke Skywalker's uh, Return of the Jedi outfit with the the flap thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love that flap thing. That. I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't know what it's called either. It's like a. a it's sort of a. It reminds me of French, uh, like 1600s uniforms with the exactly. total flap over. A, I think that yeah. was a cool design, and that was very different than Superman at right, the time. Right, that actually is the look that Rob Liefeld uh, lifted a lot in his uh, X Force days. Or Doesn't not, surprise. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, not X Force. What, what's what am I thinking? It's not X Force. New mutants. New, new, new mutants, and then yeah, going into. 
Um, he he did that sort of military jacket for a lot of like Cable's compatriots and stuff. And then he would just put. Uh, oh yeah, now that you're saying, I can rem- I remember. Yeah, I think Strife had something very yeah, similar. Yeah, you did. You I mean, did. I love it. I must admit, when I would be drawing and designing characters kind of poorly. Uh, I love that look. I always put it on. I always put them on. I, I think that's like the dopest looking uniform kind of that you can have. Um, but yeah. at the but the core, the, his premise really was completely different from Superman, which is it's frustrating to me where, yes, visually kind of looks like Superman. But the premise is so unique, right. especially even to this day. I think it's a pretty unique premise yeah. for a character that's a little boy trapped in a man's body. Right. Uh, well, not necessarily trapped, but yeah, I get what you're well, saying. Well, sure. Um, I think what's funny is is Marvel, the first Captain Marvel. Yeah, we're talking the blue or the green yeah. and white one. Yeah, we're we're talking Marvel, Cree uh, okay. warrior Marvel. That actually has more in line with Superman's origin than than uh, than with Billy Batson. This is an alien come to our planet with uh, powers beyond mortal men. And he looks mild mannered, and uh, you know, I think that's great. So, uh, yeah, it's was he blue skinned? Because I will, I will fully admit, I don't know no, a whole he's, lot about. He was blonde and white. The Cree being blue came in later, and okay, they do things well, to like explain why that's happening. I think the movie kind of did a nice job where like some have blue skin, some don't, some are even black. You know, yeah. I mean, I think in comic books, if I'm not mistaken, some Cree interbred with a pink skinned race and that's why some of them look like caucasians and some of them are because haney said that to me too he's like why are some blo-? and i'm like i think it's just some look more humanoid than others and that was my answer but well i mean human beings have different colors of skin why can't sure Cree? it's a mean, good that, argument you know, i mean it's more along the lines of hilarity that they look exactly like us on the outside Mm. Kryptonians and Kree look exactly like us on the outside is a little more uh, crazy than than uh, you know. And every Star Trek race just has a different nose, and everything else is the same. Um, but yeah, it's 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 hard when we talk about the 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 Marvel Captain Marvel because are we talking Marvel Kree warrior who is the first one to go by Captain Marvel? Uh, I initially was going to throw you a total. Um, photon. Go I was photon. gonna go Fanta. I was gonna go Monica Rambeau because, because again, I'm uh, I'm an Avengers fan of the late and that 80s, was early your, 90s. That was and your time period. And I was Monica Rambeau was up. Captain Marvel in the Avengers. She mm-hmm. was the leader of the Avengers and a lot oh, of I didn't those know things. That. Oh yeah, she I was a field was... leader, man. When when you look back to like the Black Knight and Doctor Druid kind of bullshit era of the Avengers, when they were literally like Gilgamesh, C, yeah, C listers, <laughs> um, it was Captain Marvel was in charge of it. Monica Rambeau was like in charge of that group. That was when Iron Man wasn't there, Captain America wasn't there. They weren't, you know. It's kind of funny. You always just think that Captain America is this evergreen and he's always running the Avengers, but there were large periods justice of justice league went through the same same thing where, where it was just like sea listers and they, yeah you put a bunch of sealers just on this group and it also made it easier for them to fight like one villain mm-hmm. <laughs> like one a-lister villain and uh it takes and all those other characters had their own books so right it wasn't like they disappeared yeah and... exactly but yeah monica rambeau is i think a great uh, a, a fantastic uh version of the character uh, and she actually, and honestly, she has a lot coming 
uh, you know what I mean? There's a lot of great things about Monica Rambeau. It's actually kind of funny that she's in the new... Spoiler alert. Her character is in the Captain Marvel movie, you know? I'm, I'm betting we will see her in sequels, if not in the next... Yeah. Well, movie. yeah, because if you add 20 time frame, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you add time frame to that, there you go. So, uh, yeah, I like Monica Rambeau. There's there's Marvel. Let me see. There's a whole bunch. There was the one Mar- who died of cancer is the one who I always would think of. I mean, no offense to. Yeah. Uh, to Carol Danvers, because she was always Ms. Marvel while I was growing up. Right. No, absolutely. Uh, totally. And that I think is I'm going to look him up. I know he's in here. He's not. He's the, he's, I believe he's the second. Yeah. He? No, he's the third. Monica actually oh, is, is the second. Uh, Monica's the second. Yeah, the third Captain Marvel is Genus Vell, who uh, who starts out dies as Legacy. Yeah, and then he's the one I think who dar- dies. Yeah, he dies uh, of cancer, I believe. And then there's a very popular book called Death of Captain Marvel. And... Yeah. Philavel, which is Genesis Vell's younger sister, created in an alternate universe. Yeah. Uh, and then there's oh I love this one. Uh, there's uh, there's the Marvel. the skull the scroll Captain Marvel. Yeah, I remember, remember that. that? Uh, I also remember fun... Marvel Boy. Yeah, who went by Captain Marvel? Uh, is Quasar considered? No, Quasar no? is not Captain Marvel. Nope, nope, no, 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 okay. no. Uh, so Carol Danvers, the one we are all uh, loving and uh, enjoying. She's like actually I think something like the seventh because Nor. Novar is Novar. the Dark Rain Captain Marvel. He was Marvel Boy number one in two thousand and becomes um, Captain Marvel. That's right. Norvar is Cap. Yeah, was Marvel Boy and then he becomes Captain Marvel. I just um, pulled it up because um, I have this Marvel encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. There is, I mean, and this came out before uh, Ms. Marvel became Captain Marvel. Right. There is literally. 12 different pictures on here of Captain Marvels. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's there, there was a lot. There was a total lot of them. And then of course, I, th- I think for most of this, I'll, I'll probably stick to Carol Danvers, Ms. Marvel taking on the mantle of Captain Marvel. Finally, um, is, is probably... I will tell you that I feel like when they decided that it almost instantly felt right. Yeah. I, and I'm, I was like, you know what? That makes sense. That just makes sense. And I really like that. And, and you remember how they, they just, it was crazy how it just immediately elevated that character. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Like, like she became Captain she, Marvel and then she, all of a I mean, sudden she she's leading, right there with Captain America. Um, and, and she was leading, I forget which uh, Avenger team at the time. Uh, uh, the, the when new, they split to two teams. Yeah. Yeah. It was right not the around, new. It was not the new Avengers. Mighty Avengers. It yeah, was Mighty, Mighty Avengers. Avengers. Yep. Um, she was leading that team and she was leading it as Ms. Marvel. And honestly, it, I, I just never paid attention to the character. I knew who she was. I knew all about the rogue story tie-ins and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just never really get. And then all of a sudden, there, you know, in the in that first issue, you know, who convinces her to take the name? It's Captain Marvel. I'm Captain Cap- America or Captain America. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's a really cool. Like, don't you think it's time? And she's kind of, you know, timid, thinking, "Well, I don't want to steal somebody else's identity. This is that's not who I am." And, and, and then like, she, no, you're yeah. paying homage to him. Right. And, and then she puts on pants and becomes uh, so much more badass, cuts her hair. And, and the and helmet, gets... I, at first I was like, design wise, I it was like, I don't know if I, and then by the second time I saw it, I'm like, okay, I like that a lot. That's really strong. Yeah. The helmet yeah. with the hair. Yeah. It's yeah, an homage yeah. to the fin. 
Yeah, dude, I I think that is one of the best stylistically things uh, flip ever like about her character. At first, when I saw it, I didn't like it at first. I fully admit. But well, then you know what we... I like the most about it, though, dude. I will tell you honestly. Let, let's let's also be honest. A uh, female writer comes in uh, when Ms. Marvel becomes Captain Marvel. Uh, there's a lot of a, a, a lot of comics for women or uh, a female empowerment that's uh, wrapped up in all this. But what I liked about it that ties right in there is when she goes from Ms. Marvel to Captain Marvel, she puts on flipping pants. She's got a helmet even. The amount of skin that she shows while being a superhero becomes Her almost mouth. zero. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. As opposed to every other female uh, superhero who is almost completely naked while fighting crime. And it's she just was barely so wearing ridiculous. a bathing suit. Right. As Ms. Marvel. Right. Like, I remember, uh, like, I remember, oh, God, I remember seeing, like, the Marvel swimsuit issues um, where she would barely have to not be in her or her normal outfit. It's like she would remove the sash and there she would be in a swimsuit. And it's ridiculous to think that a person, especially an Air Force. Would go into a combat that <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. Somebody, somebody whose background was as a uh, an Air Force security person and then became somehow a, a female magazine reporter for a while. Carol Danvers has had a crazy kind of life. <laughs> she um, is she is super. Uh, her her resume is impressive. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I I can't. What did what did J Jonah Jameson do in that interview? He's like, so you you come from uh, the Air Force, huh? Eh, my kid's in the Air Force too. That's great. That's great. Uh, what'd you do there? Security? Uh huh. Uh huh. How'd you like to write about makeup? <laughs> I mean that's just that's just crazy. Well, and I, I think this is what another uniqueness about these two characters that were. <clears throat> <Pardon. Yeah. laughs> well, like, all, suddenly it we're both contagious. Ted Cruz here. <laughs> that's great. Hey, desperately grabbing for the water. Um, is that both have kind of struggled to find their place, and um, while there's always going to be diehards that like both characters, both characters have kind of struggled to find that staying power uh, and i think carol has she has been the exception as of recently yeah um, recently and let's let's not forget that's recent that's not the way it's been for years and you can say that's because uh men have been writing like men didn't know how to write her they didn't possible, they, they didn't know how to write a strong female character that could find its place um, I don't know what the deal is, you know, I, I think that's probably pretty close to being true, but yeah, it, that is not an, that is not something where everyone's like, oh yeah, Carol Danvers, totally. Uh, what a great character. That's not been the place she's been. She's, I mean, I mean she's had some good stories of, I, and I love the relationship she's had with Rogue. Be, well, that's you know, just the, it, bro. Let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest for a real second here for most of Carol Danvers's history. She's most famous for being the person that allows Rogue to punch and fly. That's what she was. She was a power donator to Rogue. And even though you can say that she had this, like, you know, that people talk about, oh, like her big history with Mystique and all that stuff like that. Some of that is all told in flashback, not actual issue after issue after issue of comics. Let's not forget that some of that is a retconning and making those two uh, enemies to give weight oh sure to the story. i'm sure there's a lot of retconning there too it, it's um, not like she had these huge runs of of her versus mystique and then uh, rogue comes in 
it's literally like they they have this character rogue and they want to make some changes to her and they think oh what a great idea let's have her depower captain marvel or ms marvel and or get steal her powers is, steal her powers and take a memories a chunk of her personality and memories so that she can become a good guy and that's exactly what really happened so carol danvers for like a huge chunk of time is only really just sort of the donor to rogue uh, more than she is a fully functional character that anyone would, you know, give two cents about. Uh, and now with the two in the, in the, uh, you know, with the, the Ms. Marvel turning into Captain Marvel in the age of heroes and all that other stuff like that, that's to me when this character really found its traction and it's because they finally found somebody who could write her and write her well. And lo and behold, it's a female writer. So I just think that's I think that is a huge part of what made Danvers click finally uh, is getting her fleshed out by a woman who understood what a strong, uh, powerful woman should be like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. Um, and I, I feel like. Even. <laughs> Anything that Bendis wrote with her, I thought was helping her immensely. That, yeah. you know, br- really brought her up. Um, I don't know. I, honestly, I can't speak much about her before Bendis. I I don't know very little about anything before Bendis with her. Uh, yeah, and it's, dude, it's 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 not much. I mean, you know, she was there and she had some things, but like, you know, when they made her Ms. Marvel. In the late 70s, 80s, it, it was sort of this whole thing of we're going to try to catch this this uh, this feminist movement of the late 70s, early 80s. And that's why she was, you know, in a, she was the reporter for a women's magazine. And that's when Carol Danvers uh, would black out and be Ms. Marvel at, well, in, in a blackout situation. Oh, really? Yeah, she was I'm... like she's she had no memory of being. Ms. Marvel as Carol Danvers and then she would black out when she senses trouble and then she would come back post and she had no memory uh, and then after a while uh, she found out that she was in fact the superhero and there you know so again that, I mean that's the kind of crazy stuff uh, I think if we, we should talk about Billy again from well I, I was playing I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. look up the name of the character that I can't remember okay you... I'm going to IBD IMDB Okay. And oh, I will take a moment. Mentor. His name was Mentor. Mentor. That's what the guy's name was. Seriously. Yes. They, they they went around in the big yeah. van. Yeah, um, I remember. Was there a lion was, in that? No, that's Davy and Goliath. No, no, but you might as well enter yeah. this. Okay, so with Captain with Shazam, I'll just call him Shazam from now on to to help. Right. Uh, at one point, DC just kind of said, yeah, everybody calls him Shazam anyway. We're just going to say whatever. And New 52, it made it. Yeah. Now, now this is this is now canon. He's now Shazam. Right. Um, uh, growing up, my first exposure to him was the 70s cartoon, the late mm-hmm. 70s cartoon where it had the the Shazam family and or the Marvel family at the time yeah. where he had, you know, the blue suit and uh, Mary Marvel and uh, Kid Marvel, Grandpa Marvel. Uh, yeah. Bunny. Uh, don't forget Hoppy. Yeah, that's uh, right. And the Tony. dog. Bunny was the, the tiger. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's all ridiculous. And I love it. 
It's ridiculous, absolutely, but it has been retconned, and some writers have made it really cool. Um, but here's where I think Captain Marvel has had struggles, where as a character to, to connect with people, because he he was uh, every incarnation has been more ga- aimed at children. Yeah, and and I think that's kind of well placed. Uh, he is, you know, he's he's a you want to say a teenage boy in the body of Superman. And, you know, his powers were based upon mythology that he had the wisdom of Solomon, which I still think is funny. How can you have the wisdom of Solomon but still be the boy? Right. Cause yeah. Because you, you see this Zachary Quinto. Quinto. Wrong Zach. Um, <laughs> God, I can't think of his last name now. That's all right. Um because anyway, now that you movie, said that I can't think of it name his name either. So. Chuck. Keep, we'll just say yeah, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. Um, this is the worst podcast. I hope no one listens to this podcast looking for real are you writing information. All these? You're you're talking and I'm looking up fucking Chuck. yeah. Chuck's name for God's sake. He was sakes. also he was in the Marvel universe yeah, as I, uh, I know. Uh Zachary Levy or Levi, actually. Levy. Levy. Yeah, Levi. Right. It's not Levi. Okay. You know, but, you know, to have all these, oh, the, the, the watching DC released it on the DC, you know, channel, the mm-hmm. web channel. Yeah. And I've watched maybe six or seven episodes and they're horrific. I mean, they are MST3K horrific. Yeah. And I highly recommend you sit and watch them because they are so funny. Like, we don't want to steal cars. And one kid gets pulled into a car and Captain Marvel's got to chase him down and not flying, running, right? No, he's flying. He's oh, flying, okay. and it's actually that's the one thing I'll give the show. The flying, the flying looks semi-real. I mean, it's, <laughs> but everything else looks. Like, but it's, they're still using the Superman. Yeah, well, that's flies. what flying sounds like to everybody now, right? But I mean, it literally sounds like they took it from yeah. the Adventures of Superman soundtrack and right, overdubbed it on. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Um, but when he would talk to the elders, as they were called, not, right. but he, he would talk to the elders. They were animated in the in, in the these, rotoscope, right? Yes. Like the, like the well, Hobbit. No, yeah. no, they didn't. They weren't. They were more like a still picture, oh. and it was like watching Conan and their mouths. Oh, their mouths move. would move. I thought they but, were rotoscoped. I can't remember. No, filmation is yeah because it was made by filmation and they you know it was a saturday morning yeah and yes they did a lot of rotoscope but this was the rare case where it was they just had stills of them and you recognize all the voices if you you know watched he-man or brave star or any of those other things that were made by filmation Filmation. at the time that you totally recognize well that's he-man is the voice of hercules and (laughs) but venger um (laughs) So did you ever read any Marvel comics, though? Captain Marvel comics or Shazam? Shazam. Shazam You know, the only thing that I've ever really seen Shazam in is Kingdom Come. I've only really seen Shazam. uh, And I've seen him rightly so used as a pawn so many other times, right? Like in I, Kingdom Come, in he Kingdom is Comes definitely, is definitely a, a, a weapon by Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. He, he's or, well, kind of Batman, really. Yeah, because he's a child who's then manipulated grown. and duped by a grown man to be and a weapon still, against yeah against Clark. That's, and I think honestly, honestly, that's one of the most realistic things that could ever happen. If you think well, about it, 
uh, unless he does actually have the wisdom of Solomon, then uh, it's it, that would be really easy, especially for Batman. If you if if we lived in a world where Batman exists. And a 13-year-old boy meets Batman, even if he turns into a super powerful uh, hero. Uh, if Batman tells him to do something, he's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do what Batman says because Batman is the shit. And Batman's the here's, shit. Here's where I think Captain Marvel would probably beat Superman every time in a pure strength yeah. one-on-one battle is he is magic-based. Right. I also think that's also amazingly fortuitous. And that's why I think they use him as that that weapon mm-hmm. is because it's amazing. Here's a guy who's like a clone of Superman. He's like strength and power, like, except mm-hmm. his powers are magic. The one fucking thing that Superman can't really ever fucking beat. Yeah. And all right? he has to do is keep saying his name, his name over Shazam, and over Shazam. again. And that yeah. lightning bolt is whooping on Superman. Yeah. And, and I think that whole scene is amazing. But what? How does Superman win by being Superman? Meaning that his but, personality. Well, no, he puts his hand over his mouth and says, "I have to do something more important." Yeah. Please stop. Yeah. But yeah. what I mean is, it's 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 Clark Kent's personality. Oh, you know I what see I what mean? Okay, I get you. I get he you. He wins by being Clark Kent, which is the yes. best way for Superman always to win by just. It's not being... his muscles; it's his heart. That's... Yeah, it's his heart. <laughs> you know. I had, I had heart too once, but I mm-hmm. pissed it all away. But, um, but yeah, I, I haven't read a ton, but I'll be perfectly honest. I haven't not read a ton of Ms. Marvel either. Like a lot of my Marvel knowledge about Ms. Marvel is through secondhand and by reading the Avengers and probably Avenger knowledge in general. I mean, that's where she's referenced in other stories. Right. Exactly. It's, it's not firsthand. Like I haven't got back issues and back issues of Ms. Marvel laying around or, or Captain Marvel. Even that's, that's not what happened, but I can tell you that that poster of her putting on the glove, you know, back in the day, it's one of the best pieces of comic art that I've ever seen. And I, I remember I saved it to my my computer when I saw it online. I loved it. And the moment they announced that they were doing a Captain Marvel movie, I posted on my Facebook. I was like, everybody get ready to this because every girl in America is going to want to be this girl because she's so goddamn awesome. Did you see Brie Larson in the Captain Marvel tracksuit? Uh, yes. Serving yes fucking, and, I, and what did you do the moment you saw that? You looked up where the fuck can I find that tracksuit? Yeah, <laughs> I want that tracksuit for my daughter. I want that tracksuit for me, kinda. I bet you what my I like looks was they would do close-ups on her face, and she's drinking sodas, and she just got the goofiest like I'm just yeah. having fun look on her face, and 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 loving it. Yeah, Brie is amazing. I like, I think she's a phenomenal actress. I love the room. I mm-hmm. bawled and was wrecked by yeah. watching the room. That movie. Fucked me up. Yeah. That, so I was excited to have that kind of acting power. Um, yeah. Somebody somebody said this to me, and I, I I have to agree with it. I feel like Captain Marvel feels like it's going as a stage one or phase one Marvel movie, where it feels very set up ish. Mm-hmm. Um, in a phase one sort of way where it's like, look, we're, we're focusing more on origin and yes, it's, you know, black Panther, we get kind of an origin and everybody else's first movie, we get an origin, but there's something about the storytelling that Mm -hmm. I compare to phase one versus two or three. Right. It from the, the, I mean, we're going to spend all of our time telling you how he became Iron Man. We're going to spend all of our time telling you how he became Captain America, all that stuff. 
Yeah, Captain America, Captain America is the most origin Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. No, I get you. There's no gray area. Well, there was gray area in this one because well, of the there was a lot of Spoil- confusion. Yeah, and Spoiler- intentional confusion. Yeah, yeah. There, there was. Uh, there, there, there was a lot. We, we, we should, we should actually be arguing which one's better, though. We need to start you're, doing you're right. that. Okay. Okay. We need well, to start doing that. We need to start doing. It. And I didn't even touch on Marvel Man, aka Miracle Man, at all. In you know, this Rick Jones. You know that Rick Jones was Captain Marvel at one point. Well, yeah, he was bonded to one of the. Yeah. Guys. yeah, I I was going to mention that one as one of them. Yeah, uh, which uh, who still I, hasn't appeared in the Marvel universe, which I find phenomenal. Good. I kind of hated the fact that Rick Jones was <laughs> omnipresent in the Marvel universe for a time. Did that guy not have a fucking job? Oh jeez, I just walk around being friends with all these superheroes. Must be great. He eventually becomes Adam Bomb, or okay, he becomes a Hulk. A yeah, Hulk. Yeah. Blue Hulk, whatever the blue, blue Hulk, yeah. the the blue uh, armadillo looking Hulk. So Blue Hulk, uh, that uh, that on the emotional spectrum is love. Uh, green no, Hulk hope. is uh, is anger. Red Hulk is uh, avarice. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't remember how the spectrum works. I'm okay, waiting for White so Hulk to come by. Here's my argument of why Captain Shazam, Shazam, yeah. Captain Shazam. Is- Okay. Captain Shazam is is better. First of all, the longevity of the character. He has been around as just Shazam for uh, well, almost 75, 80 years? 80 years. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Just shy of Superman. Um, yes, he's gotten his own movie. He has been on television in at least two car- incarnations I can think of. Three if you count you know, the cartoons and stuff. Um I feel like the family lets you tie in, especially when you have Ms. Marvel or Mary Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I don't want, I know because of action figure release lines, I know of some things that are going to happen in the Shazam movie that I don't want to spoil because it's not due out for another few weeks. But there what? are, there are, you well, mean his spoilers? little buddy, his little buddy becomes kid Marvel. What? The, the whole family. What? Haven't you? Have you seen the the toys? They're they're. No, it's ridiculous. I I'm almost mad about it because yeah. well, they they are totally spoiling that, and I Warner, think they really wanted to keep it a Warner, surprise. No, no, they didn't. They don't care. Warner Brothers just wants to sell shit, dude. Well, you know what I want. You know what I want is what? the Rock to finally appear as Black Adam. Black Adam that we've been promised for what twenty years now that that was, I don't think that's ever going to happen though. I know it's not. That is never, really, that's not I a, think he's a perfect Black Adam, do though. You, do you think that Dwayne Johnson is sitting there going, you know what I want to do? I want to go in the DC universe. No, no, no. If somebody says, hey, Dwayne, we want you to play a superhero, he's going to be which Marvel character do you want me yeah, to be? I am i won't lie. I'm worried about this movie. <laughs> I'm really worried that it's going to stink. And I, I think it, the commercials look fun. Yeah. But I also like... I can see too where it's like they they are cut just right that they're hiding the bad, or the, the real question or, is: Is it too fun? Is it super bad with superpowers, or is yeah. it going to be an actual superhero movie? Is a question that you have to ask, and that's that is concerning. It is very I, concerning. I don't care if they do their own stylized, and it is like you said, unique enough that they're doing super, but but like do it well then. 
Yeah. Just make sure you do it because I can see where everything they're doing becoming super cliche before we actually get to it. And that worries me where it's like, okay, we know. Yes, we know. There are scenes that on the commercial that make me really think of Amazing Spider-Man 1. The movie. <laughs> okay. That yeah. make they take me, you know, when he's practicing himself, yeah. that I keep going back to him like, uh, tread lightly here. That's, yeah. that's I, if I remember correctly, Amazing Spider-Man one you loved. Um, I, I did. I will stand yeah. by that movie. Now two sucks donkey balls, but right. one was fun. Right. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, are you almost uh, you almost done here? Well, I'm, tell I'm, me like why I'm, yours is better. Uh, uh, one, probably has a better movie. <laughs> probably has a better movie. Uh, two, uh, I think she's a lot less gimmick. She's a, she's a human trained given these powers. She's very much like a, um, she's very much like a Captain America amalgam here. She was the right kind of person, uh, before she got the superpowers. And then when she gets the superpowers, that's a good point. That's a great argument. She becomes now I know Billy Batson's fun, but you know what? Here's the thing about it. Billy Batson's certainly fun. And I love the whole, he's a kid, but then he gets all these powers, but that's Spider-Man. And yet Spider-Man feels like he just does it better. He's a kid who gets superpowers. But and I still think has this is even supposed him. to be younger than Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, I, I really feel like this is supposed to be like boy where Spider-Man's right. Team. Yeah. OK, well, then, then but will they do it better? I don't I'm not yeah, saying they will do it better, but I right. think that's what... right. I just think I, and I also think that uh, right now. Uh, I think it's more empowering to have a female, a strong female lead uh, than it is to have just a white male who's just younger. And I just think that's more of a compelling case, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you also have the orphan, but that's been done a lot, right? Yeah, uh, superheroes I mean, are yeah, all orphans. Su- uh, superheroes are all orphans. And I get the family part of it, yeah, but to me that always just gets into kitsch way too quickly. And I, I just like the fact that and especially in in the the recent years, they've really started playing that whole. This is a female fire a uh, fighter pilot who spent all of her life training to be a fighter pilot at a time when they wouldn't let women be fighter pilots, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's fighting two, or like she's training for one war by actively fighting another, which is being a woman in the military and being a woman in a male dominated scene and standing her ground and stuff like that. And that's really come through. And I'm talking about, and of course, I'm mostly talking about the 2000s, Carol Danver, because that's when she really comes in. And I think we discussed sure. that. Uh, I also like the fact that she's, you know, this person, I, I think she's fallible. I mean, Civil War II. She's definitely not on the right side of that, right? I agree, yeah. She's not on the right side. She's into pre-crime and stuff like that. They did a great job of making, uh, uh, you know... I didn't know you read Civil War II. Oh, dude, I know a bunch of goddamn stuff. (laughs) I know Uh, you do. I just didn't... I thought you had dropped off by that time. Yeah, well, I I did kind of, but then, you know, you hear it referenced so many times, you're like, oh, I need to see it. I don't think Civil War II was as good as Civil War I, but... That's me. It tried to take the same premise, but they really are two different right. stories. Right. They just, it was, it, to me, Civil a War crack II. crack in the system. Yeah. Yeah. Civil War II, to me, is just Marvel trying to fucking strike, you know, uh, twice in the same place. Um, I just, I just think also, I, I, I just, there's just so many cool things. There's, for, 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 for decades and decades and decades, women have been a silent reader of, of, of comic books. And you can talk about how we've, oh, we've always had Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, although she tries desperately to be a feminist Wonder Woman icon, is the Superman of, 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 of comics in a but, female 
but unattainable I, almost. Yeah, but um, she's also not. She's always been drawn. She's been created by a man. She's been drawn. Mm-hmm. She's been drawn and written by men for the. Can, can I give you an analogy that might help your argument here? Uh-huh. Is I almost feel like Carol Danvers is the Peter Parker of female characters, yes. where she. She has her she, bumps she, and she, she learns and then she suddenly takes on this this bigger like she she we watched her grow and now here she is fully formed where women can more identify with her than yeah. they can with a, a goddess that right, is exactly godlike. right exactly uh, like Superman. Yeah, that this was is a, where again, I was again it's a to me it's a self made person before the I mean before the powers, if you met Carol Danvers, you probably would have been She was been still like, a hero. Yeah, yes. you'd be like, damn, damn, this this fucking girl is awesome, right? I, and then she gets fucking powers, and then you're like, I mean, it just adds to it. It's just a, it's just an amplification of the person she already was. Whereas Billy Batson is just still just another sort of, as a character, and 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 I'm sure there's a lot of good things about him. Don't get me wrong. I kind of I know I kind of love him. I kind of love him, but he's not as culturally important. He's just still kind of kitschy, and I think all Fawcett comics fail to. I mean, that's part well, of the reason I really why feel Fawcett, like Fawcett comics were geared towards children. Yes, more so than and I. And they and they they have this kitsch factor that you can't you can't kick out you know and it, no matter how hard you try you just can't kick that kitsch factor out of a Fawcett comic character and and that's what it ultimately boils down to and I think it's interesting that they're making this this movie it can't be set in the same universe as uh, the rest of the of the DCU because it it looks significantly brighter than the humdrum. Yeah grittiness that looks well, like DC has been trying for, for years. There's, there's a Superman t-shirt. There is the bat. Uh, he's got a batarang. Yeah, he does have uh, a batarang. He pulls out a newspaper that's referencing Superman. I I think I it's know. the same universe, but wow, that's I crazy. think DC is going to from the future not have them so interconnected because you know they're going to make another Aquaman movie. That just made too much money. Ugh. James Gunn is doing the sequel to... Um, to uh, Suicide Squad because that made a buttload of money. Despite me, we both agree Suicide Squad is a terrible. <laughs> with, with, can with we just have a, have a, can cool. we can we just can we do this? Can we just have uh, a movie called Harley Quinn's Ass? Two hours of her in short shorts, and then there you go, right? And we don't have to bother with all the bullshit. I, fucking I think Margot Robbie wants to actually put a, together a good movie. I, I guess I, but I'm saying. They spent so much time focusing oh, sure. on her looks and everything like. And by the way, I'm not discounting Margot Robbie as a person, or, or I'm not. I'm not making her a sexual. I actually object. think she was a pretty good Harley Quinn, to be yeah. honest. I just, I just think that that movie made so much money because of all the style and the hype, and because honestly, because people wanted to see a superhero movie. You know, you know why that movie made money? It was one of the best edited commercials of the DC yes. Universe movie. That's why it made yeah, money. Yeah, that commercial made it look like a, a palpable film. Everything that I'd ever read about it told me, no, it isn't. It, it was Margo, very good editing for a commercial. Margo, it was Margo like, Robbie's and butt. then and then inter- interweaving the the music was like, that looks like it might be good. And then well, we wasn't. hired the guys who did the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, and uh, we made this one. Mm. Anyway, my, that's my thing. I just think that culturally. Um, and I think spiritually, 
uh, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, is a stronger character. Okay, here, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to concede that I think, um, especially given the points you're saying, is that in the now and here that we're talking about her and and the need for having strong female characters, she is, you know, even, even the actress who played Wonder Woman kind Gal of bowed Gadot. her head and said, you know, good job, sister. And I love that she said sister, because that's something very Wonder Woman-ly. Would, yeah. She looks at all women as her sister, which I thought was very cool to say. But, you know, nice job, sister. And I, I, liked, I liked Wonder Woman, the movie. I, still, I did, too. I still like it. I think it. it's I think, one of the strongest I think, DC movies. I think Gal Gadot does a very good job. Uh, I, I Look, I do like Billy Batson. I like what you could do with that. I just think that we could... It, it, it just is not going to be as powerful as, and it, it's certainly going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I hope it, I hope <laughs> it's a success. I really, I, hope I do it too. Is. And I hope it's a fun movie. I hope going to it, I laugh. And I think to myself, that is exactly what my 13 year old ass would have done. If I, I was given a buff Zachary Levi body, that is exactly what I would have fucking done. I kind of feel like Billy Batson should have been fat. I think that we could have, we could yeah. have done even more. I, uh, I will say I, this, it, as much as I've talked about female empowerment, there is a part of me, as I was reminiscing about uh, Monica Rambo, I thought to myself, well, that's kind of a miss, not having Captain Marvel be the black woman that we could have had uh, for diversity. Yeah, it, I, mean, I mean, they they certainly could still do it and everything like that, but and they could just have her as Photon, and that's great, but there is a part of me that thinks, hmm. You know, as much as Marvel has been trying to be more inclusive and stuff like that, pushing that particular Captain Marvel uh, off to the side, uh, you know, maybe I wish there was a little bit more than that. So that that's what I'm sure. saying. Not not to be like, don't get me wrong, I'm not like such a uh, stark raving liberal that I don't that I'm like, oh, let's tear down this white woman because she's not a person of color. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying there is a miss there. And I think that could have been something that we sure. should, there should be more Monica Rambeau is what I'm saying. I, I almost, I almost guarantee that we're going to see her in either the sequel or oh, in the modern days. I absolutely. There just is have no, a there's feeling we nothing more set up than I could build a f- laser ship myself. When she says that the as a as a line, she says maybe I'll build a uh, a spaceship too, and uh, or I'll fly a spaceship is a line that little girl says, and yeah. we're now gonna jump thirty years into the future, so yeah, God, if, if we don't see the nineties were thirty years ago, it's still a well, sting, man. <laughs> hold on a second, I, well, almost thirty years ago. I, I don't is that late nineties or that's not early nineties. It was it late nineties, right? I thought they said ninety five, so. He, did they say ninety? So that's yeah. I guess that's twenty four or five years ago. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I want to jump in and just say one thing about the Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, Marvel that was Windows ninety five. Windows ninety five was the operating system in that movie, so it had to yeah. been at least Windows. It had to be at least ninety five. Sorry. The super nerdy. the part when she finally gets fully powered and is so powerful enough that she's flying through ships like they're through paper. a starship. Yeah. When yeah. she torpedoes a starship with her body and then stops and just looks at them like, <laughs> get you the want to go. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, we're out of here. Yeah. When Ron, moment, when when Ronan, the accuser who we've been introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy as being a zealot yeah, looks at her like, and goes, let yeah. us retreat. 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll 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 be back for her later. We don't. Yeah. yeah. That that moment made me go. Okay, we've just seen the most powerful person in the Marvel universe, and it's a badass woman who right. just was playing Gwen Stefani a moment ago. And, <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think that's awesome. I, I I there was so many, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be fully transparent here. I, I said this to you uh, after I watched it. I had so much expectations for this movie; it would be impossible for it to match my expectations. And after I got done with it, there was a part of me that was like, "Oh, it was good, but it wasn't as great as I wanted it to be." And I've done a lot of soul searching on that. I do think it's my it's my expectations. It was so much easier with Iron Man one and with Captain America: The First Avenger. That's why that's why yeah. I compared to Phase yeah. One. I really feel like it. It's so it much easier to to, to be go excited. That route. Yeah, it's so much easier to be super excited and to be like, "They nailed it!" But right now, I have like so much pathos and. <clears throat> stuff built up and I've, I I just wanted it to resonate a little bit more and I didn't get the res I didn't get that resonance, you know, like, uh, <clears throat> like black Panther felt really emotionally powerful too. not, not just as a cool superhero movie, but there was a lot of emotion in that. And I don't know if I connected emotionally with captain Marvel, uh, as much as I kind of wanted to like captain, you know, captain America, first Avenger for me, resonate resonated on just the right frequency. And I loved it. So, but I, I do think what it is is uh, I built up these expectations. I wanted this to be amazing. I wanted it to be amazing for my fourteen-year-old daughter who was sitting next to me. What'd she think? That, uh, she that... loved it. She loved it. She was confused at the beginning, you know, but she she loved it and she's excited to see how the Avengers walks out. Uh, she loved the post-credit scene too. That was so. I think the bye, cat bye, steals yes. the fucking movie, man. That cat. Oh yeah, steals that, the movie. that. Yeah, especially because Samuel L. Jackson doesn't give the kind of props that he should for being a comedic actor, especially when you put his his Nick Fury gravitas, his bad motherfucker personality and next he lost to a his cat. eye to a damn cat. Yeah. <laughs> That's the greatest joke of all time. Yeah. I, I trusted somebody I shouldn't have trusted. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. And then the, yeah, the horking up the clearly uh, mid two thousands horking up of the Tesseract. I thought that was all pretty cool. Um, so, so to be clear, the Tesseract must have been given to Marvel in project Pegasus. Howard Stark must have pulled it out from the ocean, right? That's still yeah. true. And then Marvel finds it at some point in project Pegasus. Maybe she specifically goes to, uh, Earth because that's where the Tesseract is supposed to be and then creates her persona of Lawson to get close to it. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I there's there's gray area there. Uh Haney pointed out that they weren't going by Shield at the time frame that this took place. What? But I thought with Ant I thought with Ant Man they had already moved on to Shield. It wasn't SSD in the nineties. Well, no. Um I shouldn't say that they weren't calling it Shield. Remember at the the end oh, scene, oh that's right, in, they were calling in it Iron Man. They were Supreme like headquarters. Up. Yeah, we should come up with an acronym. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's already been busted by. I think that was already busted by Ant Man. Yes, uh, I the agree. first one and some other things. I think they had already fucked that up, and maybe that's a little inside joke with Coulson at the time calling it yeah. without calling it Shield. Because if you remember Coulson back then. Uh, part of the fun of that for us was we knew, we had no we, idea who this bumbling guy was right and and and, and the idea is to look uh, harmless 
So maybe by spelling out what shield, maybe maybe shield is actually called shield first, and they had like like in the comics, they decided to call their organization shield first, and then went back and found the dopiest name that fits in that to, yeah. to call themselves because it, it it it's less. Think about it; it's reverse marketing. Mm-hmm. Hey, why don't you know? It's like when she says, "Oh, is that emblem for your super secret organization to help you with your blah blah blah." That's a funny line, and, and it all comes around where if you think of then 20 years later, Nick Fury's in charge, there are no shield emblems anywhere, and instead you have Coulson rattling off the boring name, yeah. and it looks like he's just a pencil pusher and not a guy who's routinely recovering uh, uh, alien artifacts and mystical powers, right? So, yeah, no, I, I, and it's again, it's minutia that I didn't really care about, but was pointed out to me. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's a valid point, but yeah, it, yeah. it's minutia that, you know, only most people won't catch anyway. Right. But I, but he did also point out, it's like, wouldn't it have been cool if he'd spit up one of the bodies too? That would have been hilarious. <laughs> Here's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see at least one scroll turn into a cow. That would have been funny. I think the best line in the movie was. Could you turn into a file cabinet? Why would I turn into a file cabinet? <laughs> Best line of the movie. I, I, I really enjoyed it so much more the second time when I was watching it without the confusion that they were, in, you know, purposely putting there. I and it, it I made it confused at all. Well, I just uh, I the entire time I'm going, well, is she an alien? No, I knew that I, I, I think I got I gathered that pretty quickly in the whole thing. I knew I knew what she was supposed to be because we had all of the 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 uh, the, 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 the the trailer showed her as a kid growing up. So I knew that that sure. Had to be but a, I didn't know who was going to be the what implant, like what memory yeah. implants were going to be real, what were going to be what. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was I was pretty sure she was going to be Carol Danvers and that those were false memories that were put in either. She I thought that, you know, I I assumed in my mind that whatever make gave her her powers wiped out her mind and the Cree. Like, you know, I I did not see the Cree being uh, the the antagonists and the scroll. Uh, spoiler. I love that twist. That's yeah, my that favorite twist was twist good. The movie this was whole making, thing should have that was brilliant. Written all over it, guys. If you haven't seen that movie, I'm so why. You know what? If you haven't seen that movie, why are you listening to this podcast? That That's doesn't make point. any goddamn sense. All right, we got to wrap this up. Just to be yeah, clear, yeah, we definitely have to wrap up. I'm right. Yes, you're you, Rob. You, you you won. I wouldn't say you're right. <laughs> but you... I won. All right, I'll take that. I won. Um, go see Shazam when it hits theaters, uh, and I'm sure we'll devote a little bit of stinks, time. And if it stinks, then go see the Shazam uh, DC animated movie that came out a few years ago with Superman in it. It's actually a brilliant. Yeah, that was actually yeah, that is pretty good. That is actually pretty good. Um, all right, well, it's on Netflix, I believe. So. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Uh, okay, well, until then, uh, have a good one. Do we have a sign off? Do we have one last time? I, thought you, I, I thought said you stay fresh, cheese bag, but I don't, that's not mine. It's really not holding up, is it? No, it's not.